and welcome to episode 24 of Inside the Table, a tabletop RPG talk show. A show in which we talk about the craft of tabletop role-playing games. My name is Marley, you can follow me at minor underscore Lenahan, and my pronouns are he, him. And unfortunately not joining me today is Cole, um, who you can follow at Brew, and their pronouns are they, them, he, him. Um, unfortunately they're off sick today feeling a bit under the weather, so all the well wishes go to them. And as a result, I'm doing a um, a sort of a let's play of sorts. Um, now, unlike other let's plays, this is very kind of... Um, this one doesn't really have a visual component, so it's not going to be a YouTube video. Um, it is a, a, a very cool game called um, The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin. Um, and I'm basically going to be playing through it. It is a tabletop world building game about places over time. And it is a really cool one. I first came across it, um, like so many games, uh, from a uh, Friends of the Table stream, uh, in which they played it for their Sangfiel season. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was sort of like a Western setting and it was all based around a specific town and sort of like building up this game in preparation for a season. However, instead of doing that, I'm just going to do it as a one-shot. Um, now, this game is sort of inspired by The Quiet Year, so I would say there is a slight risk this game might run a little bit long. Um, however, instead of playing with a group, I am playing it by myself, and I find with tabletop RPGs, it tends to be quicker the fewer people doing it. Um, so we'll see how this goes. In any case, I can edit this so it can be shorter if I want it to be. So yeah, let's let's sort of jump into it. So I want to start off by reading the introduction. This is a game about places over time. Think about places that have been important to you. Your childhood fort under the rosebush, your first apartment, the one with a view, the town where your grandmother spent her last few years, or think about places that have been, or will be, important to others. A city-state in revolt? An ant colony? A generation ship 400 centuries into its voyage towards a star? Although there may be times during the game when we are compelled to widen or narrow our focus, this is not possible for us. The story we are building is about this place, this field, this star, this city, this tree, this crossroads. No matter how we feel about our characters, if they leave our frame, we may not follow. Our camera is anchored to our place, and we may not pivot or stray. Remember that places have memory, and that what has happened here is always, in some small or big way, written into the walls, the stones, or the future of people who continue to live here. Fundamentally, this is a game about the echoes and traces we leave for others after we are gone. So uh, the next bit is is the requirements, and I will immediately break the rules because it says it requires two to five players. Um, this game feels like it's very much about sort of community and about interaction, and I myself have a lot of fun playing games with other people. Indeed, I like playing tabletop RPGs because it's a collaboration. However, due to limitations, I will basically be collaborating with this book and coming up with it myself. Instead of having people throwing me curveballs, 
I will be having curveballs thrown at me uh, by the cards and by the systems of this game. So we'll see how that goes. So I'll jump right into the setting bit, um, which I'll read out now. The setting for our game should be decided collaboratively around the table. More or less. We'll see how that goes with just me. This may be emergent. For example, one player might suggest a place that involves animals. Another player may amend this suggestion to mean a zoo. A third player may agree, but suggest making it into a zoo planet established as a biodiversity reserve in the far future. You may feel out multiple options, but try not to say no to other suggestions. Rather, build on top of existing ideas or ask clarifying questions to create a place that is everyone's. Remember that everything we see happen over the course of our game occurs in this single location. We cannot move outside of our established frame or see any actions or events elsewhere. Be prepared to spend time in the place that you choose. The place does not need to be thoroughly mapped out. For now, the barest description that may be summed up in a few sentences will suffice. We will discover it together during play. Decide this now. This process should go around the table and take no more than a few minutes. Everyone should contribute. So my initial thought for this, when I sat down to decide what this is going to be this morning, was that I was going to set it in hell. Um, since I read uh, Morkborg uh, several months ago, probably now, I've been like, I want to make a setting like that, and that'd be really cool. However, an issue with hell as a setting is it has a very distinct start and a very distinct end to it. And um, my initial idea was like, oh, let's set it in the... The, the first city that the devil's built and will build up like a Dark Souls-y kind of setting. Um, however, I think very quickly the game will be asking like, who was there before and who was there after? And the biblical tale that I'd probably be building on wouldn't have that. So instead, I came up with another idea, which is I want to set it on a spaceship. And I want to have it stranded or like marooned, I guess, on a planet. And I really like that because it is a location that will move. It is a location that it isn't like a town that will basically be where it is on the planet. It will be a place that can move from from place to place. And as we jump through through history, it will have different uses in a way that is that is much more interesting than a single town to me or more interesting to me, let's say. Um, so yeah, my, to, to be really quick about it, my place is a nameless ship, which is on a planet. Um, I will not name it because that's part of the game. Now, the next thing I have to figure out for this game is figuring out what is the span of time. This is similar to a game like Microscope, which basically, uh, focuses on like various aspects like characters, places, and then sort of like decides like, do I want to jump forward in time? Do I want to jump backward in time? How much time do I want to spend on this? Uh, specifically, this game asks like, what is the length of of time I'll explore? Like every, uh, there will be four cycles. And what will basically happen is after each cycle, I will roll a dice and the dice will tell me how long until the next cycle. And so uh, I have I have several options. I have days, weeks, years, decades, centuries, millennia. And the game says you can roll for this. Uh, I am not going to roll for this. I think it's sort of interesting. I have an idea in my head that it's sort of interesting to have it be decades. One of the inspirations running through my head is a 
a sci-fi series called um, the Imperial Raj, Raj Trilogy. And one of the things there is there are ships that are millennia old. Um, I'm not going to go that far, although I do like the idea of like a very old ship. Like I was like, before I started, I was like Googling, what's the oldest ship? And the answer in on Earth is there's canoes that have been around since the 7th, 7th century BC. And I'm like, that's a long time. That's surprisingly long. Um, but instead, I'm going to like focus on decades because I feel like that's something I can manage. And it sort of like links me back to like some of the old like 1800s sort of ships that have been in use consistently from that time through the world wars up till now. And now they're just a weird tourist ship. And I kind of want to explore that sort of thing, but in space, because that's interesting. So I'm going to be focusing on decades. Uh, next is establishing the place. Um, now, this is a really fun, like sort of like short little segment where, according to the rules, each player is dealt cards from the face card stack in a circle until no cards are left. Then, going around in this same circle, each player sets down one card at a time and answers the question associated with that card detailed below. Then, going around this same circle, each player sets down one card at a time and answers the question associated with that card detailed below. They may read the questions first or pick between their cards at random. Keep going until the world feels established or until each character is out of cards, whichever happens first. Now, because it's just me and because I'm using literally all the face cards in the, in the deck, my math isn't great. I think it's 12 cards? No, wait, four times four, 16 cards. I'm not going to play 16 establishing questions. And because it's just me, I'm just going to basically keep going until I feel I have a sense of the place. Um, try to keep this discussion under 25 minutes easy, not even a worry. And um, you may make brief notes to jog your memory later, which I guess I can do. But again, this is an audio thing. So we'll just go through with that. So I'm going to shuffle and then I'm going to draw cards to find out about this location. All right. First card. Jack of Clubs. What was this place in the past? How long ago was that? Um, so this place is a spaceship. And it was in the past a spaceship. <laughs> so so basically, like I, I sort of picture it now as like a little village. And it's like the center of this little thing. It's like got enough supplies that people are uh messing around with it. I picture like I can decide what kind of ship it used to be. And my thought is what if it was like a cool battleship? It was like a warship. It wasn't a place for, for colonization or anything like that. Well, it was, but just a different phase of colonization where it's just like, all right, here is a ship. This is like a flies in, throws missiles around. And now it's basically just on this planet and uh, it is there. And I guess it might still have weapons. Who knows? We'll discover as we play, whatever. How long ago was that? Um, because we're picking decades, let's say, let's give it a nice even number. Let's say, let's say 10 years ago. Nice and easy. Um, all right, let's draw the next card. Queen of Hearts. Who or what? A person, landmark, society has been in this place the longest. How did they come to be here? So let's say, let's say the mechanic. I like the idea that. Uh, there might be people here who 
have come to this from other places like basically people come from surrounding communities or whatever and just arrived here but the person who's been with here here the longest has been the mechanic who's been like all right the ship's broken i'm gonna spend time sitting down and fixing it and it's been 10 years so who knows how well that's going um and how do they come to be here they landed with the ship they were the they were the, the person who was who was fixing the ship as it was coming down um and that's who that is all right next question i like how quick these are it's kind of like fun and fast paced and feels cool all right we got the king of clubs um if there are inhabitants what are the visions for the future that they hold is it a long view a short one so there are a bunch of people living here i imagine they live here with the engineer and so forth and I feel like they look at this ship and they picture it's going to be here for ages. Their visions for the future is just going to be the same. It's going to stretch out. It's not going to leave this ship. The engineer who's trying to fix it will always be fixing it. And all this kind of thing will continue to happen. Um, is it a long view or a short one? This is a long view. Like this is, they look at this ship and they see eternity. All right, next card. Queen of diamonds what is valued in this place what is it known to have in excess huh now i did mention it was a warship so it could just be could be ammunition it could be spare parts like i'm thinking of that force awakens thing where there's just like crashed like capital ships and people are going in there to like steal parts and sell them or whatever um so I'm going to say that. I'm going to say there are just like parts. It could be like weapons parts. It could be uh, like mechanical parts. That people are just taking from the ship. Much to the chagrin of the engineer who's trying to repair it. I kind of like that. Like the idea of the, the engineer trying to rebuild it as people keep like taking from this place and like just dismantling it, making it, making it forced to remain as this, as this stranded ship. It's very funny. All right, next one. Uh, Queen of Spades. What was the greatest tragedy in this place's past? How is it remembered? Well, that's that's obvious. I think that this ship fell down from the sky. I think it was in flames. I think there's just like, it's almost like a falling star, but bigger. And so this huge thing descended from the sky and then landed. And I'm picturing the desert because I mentioned... Uh, uh, Star Wars a second ago. So the idea of this place just crashed here and on fire. Um, how is it remembered? I think it's remembered differently for different people. Like the engineer obviously remembered exactly what happened and that they were like sitting here, like on the ship trying to repair, put out the fires, keep it all down. Like we're like locking themselves in. It might have remembered like other crew who were like around then and who left later on. Um, but then other people just like, oh, a, a, a cash cow fell from the sky and now we can like loot it and it's great we have this thing that we can just like steal stuff from this is amazing but yeah i think that the fact that it's a tragedy the greatest tragedy is that not very many not everybody survived i think there were probably some people who did not make it through the crash and some people who probably had some some disagreements and who had like arguments after the the crash about what what to do they sat down and we just had arguments and now it's 
10 years later and only the engineer remains. All right, next card, Jack of Hearts. Uh, so I have two options here. Uh, first one is who lives here? What is an average person like in this place? What do they look like? What do they wear? Or describe the flora and fauna. What is the landscape like? What animals and plants call it home? Now this I like, I like the second one more because when I picture a spaceship, I'm picturing like a desert, I'm picturing like a ruin, nothing grows here, whatever. And I think it's more interesting to have the idea that there's like, you know, the oxygen plants or like the, the, the arboretum or whatever else that is in the ship to get oxygen is just spreading. Or like the idea that this place here is not like a desert devoid of life, but there's lots of life. And so it's this, it's this fun mixture of the, the plants that are on the ship for oxygen and the plants that grow here naturally. And they're kind of like, you know, intermingling and sort of seeing how that is going. Uh, what animals and plants call it home? Um, I'm just picturing like like little 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 mice or something like little, you know, uh, experimental science uh, creatures who are like in some kind of laboratory in it are just like running around freely. Um, and then there's also like whatever else lives here, like weird horses. And stuff like that. And yeah, it's sort of this weird combination. It's like this 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 ship landed and brought a lot of stuff with it. Um, but it's also taking on a lot of stuff. I imagine there's there's probably a lot of like annoyance, but also like some somewhat like the the engineer is both annoyed at this, like having to get rid of all this plant life out of like the engines and stuff like that, but also like kind of embracing it. Like the idea of just kind of like, all right, I have this stuff around. I kind of like what this flower looks like. And so like in certain like kitchens or whatever, it's become a little garden and the, the engineer takes care of it. Um, and yeah, I drew an ace of hearts and I'm now realizing that aces aren't a part of the face cards. So I will quickly take that card out and shuffle it back in the main deck. Okay, king of spades. If there are multiple people who live there, what are they divided on? What are the points of contentions that are fought over? Um, I think like the simple answer here is something like the engineer wants to go back to the stars, wants to keep flying, and other people are just like, we live here. This is the place we hang out. This is like a thing we will take down. Like that's the the obvious one, which I never really like. I never like the obvious solution. Um but yeah, I think that's that's that'll just keep it simple. I'm rushing through this bit. I'll I'll run through it and sort of see how we go. All right, next one. I'm really enjoying this process. Like I always thought, like okay, I'll play one, two, three cards and then move on to to the main game. And probably I might regret this in a little while. But uh, for now, I'm really liking this sort of establishing questions. These are really cool questions. Jack of Diamonds. What is this place named or called? Who named it and for what reason? Now, this is an answer I had before, and I'm grateful that this card came up because the idea in my head is Theseus, because I want to make a very obvious reference, um, even though I'm not really sure what the ship of Theseus actually is called. Um, to clue people in on what the ship of Theseus is, it's the idea that uh, Theseus had a boat and was sailing around in the Mediterranean, and then people kept sailing this boat and they kept replacing the wood until people were wondering, like, if all the wood was replaced and we still call it the ship of Theseus, is it still the same ship? Um, my answer is yes. 
but it's a kind of fun philosophical thing to consider. And uh, given the kind of journey that I want to go with the ship, I think it's kind of funny to name it the Theseus, especially because it's called the Theseus. It's in space. It's in the future. Is this the same ship that it was in, in, in old Greece in the legends? Is it a different ship? Who knows? It's kind of fun, but it's kind of nice and thematic. Uh, who named it and for what reason? Um, so I think that this place was named Theseus because it's it's one of those things. A lot of ships get named after Greek myths and stuff like that and Roman myths and whatnot. Um, this ship is a warship also. And Theseus was famous as the Athenian king, the founder of Athens, who slayed the Minotaur. And so potentially they're just like, oh, yes, we have a cool battleship called Theseus. And Theseus is going to go out and slay our Minotaur or whatever. And then they they sent it out. It started flying around. Something happened. And then it crashed. And so now it is it is stranded on this um, planet after that fight. And it may have won. It may have lost. We don't know. We'll find out as we play, I suppose. Um, and it was named by the people who made the ship. So whatever war people that was. All right. And now this is going to be the last card I play just because I'm, I have the fun energy. I want to keep it going and I'm going to do the last establishing our place question. All right. King of hearts. What stories are told in and about this place? Does it have legends or myths? Does it have religion? So, I mean, it's called the Theseus. Uh, so there might be like some internal myths from like the engineer that um, this place, you know, is this conquering warship or whatever. It's a dangerous thing. Um, that's the myth that sort of brought with it. Um, I don't know, but now it's sort of landed onto this place and is filled with like treasures and valuables that people can just take and sell to whatever. Um, but people also think of it like this is a place that is stagnant. This is a place that is here and it's going to be taken apart until it is nothing. I don't think there is strictly, strictly religion about it. Like, I don't think people are just going to be like, oh, I worship this, this, this ship as a god or something. Like, I think it's more that it's very practical. It's very like people just tell like urban legend stories or like talk about what they think is happening kind of like when people talk about like a new development at like a in like a place like in a city you're just like oh people are going to build this place and it's not going to sell and it's going to vanish it's kind of like that like people don't see as much going on and the only person who really believes in what it's doing is um the engineer and stuff like that so i guess that's a decent ex explanation of all that um, so that will end the establishing our place segment. So from here, we'll move on to the main gameplay, which is what I mentioned before about the four cycles of gameplay. This functions much of the same as the establishing questions, only it has an end. Uh, basically I will play a cycle. Uh, and when I draw a 10, I will answer one final question and then end it. I'll go to the next thing. This is the bit that I am most cautious about because in Quiet Year and a bunch of other games, if I don't get a 10, then I am stuck playing this game for ages. 
there are 30 cards in the deck, which is 52 minus the 12 face cards, which I got rid of. And four of those are going to be tens. Now, they could all be at the end, for all I know. I haven't looked at the deck, and so potentially I could be stuck here for a while. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I want to try and keep it nice and short, but then again, this is inside the table. We tend to go long, and then I edit it down. So compliments to future Marley for editing this. I hope it goes well. I will also say that there are things I can do. So I can choose to play a card, or I can do several different things. Um, this is similar to the quiet here, which which basically lets you play a card, and then you do like one of the many things. Like you do a discussion, you do you start a project, you do all this kind of thing. Instead of that, I have a choice between playing a card or doing a focus situation, which are telling a story, throwing a party. Discover something, see an omen, leave the frame, or move on, skipping this turn. Um, again, this is designed for play between multiple people. And so sometimes if you have a if you don't have a card you want to play, or don't have a scene you want to do, and it like comes to your turn around this table, you can be like, oh, I don't really feel this. I I'm gonna skip this and just sort of see how the story goes. Which I like. I like the fact that you can skip. A lot of games are just like, if it's your turn, you have to play, but not this one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shuffle one more time, and then I'm going to see how I go with this story. So we have an engineer. We have a bunch of people stealing stuff from this, uh, from this place. Probably a bunch of people working like at shops or whatever, just to add my own fleshing out question, I guess. Also, a thing I wanted to sort of note here is that um, this game has a really interesting way of like doing cards. Like It isn't divided by... like. Oh, if you get the six of hearts, you get this option. If you get like the 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 ace of diamonds, you get this option. It's divided by the number of cards you've played. So if I play like one seven, it will ask one question. And if I play two sevens, then I get the second question. So it's almost like a continuing kind of like story that are followed around the theme of the cards itself. Um, and let's see what happens. So let us draw the first card. Okay, I drew a six. This is my first six. Uh, what is the most horrible thing in or about our place? Um, the first thing that came to mind, which I'm going to go with, is the fact that there is a nuclear power station. And so I think to some degree, the reason that the engineer wants to keep working on this, on this thing and keep it all functioning is the fact that there's this nuclear power thing in the middle of it. That if it's not taken care of, it will just decimate this area. It'll just leak, something bad will happen, blah, 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 blah. Um, there is probably a method that's probably very difficult if you're like one person or like a small group of people. Whereby you can deactivate it and like turn it off and just let it go dormant. Um, but instead, the engineer is specifically working to take care of this. Um, and so it is, it is a very dangerous and horrible thing that could go very wrong. And who knows, it might, depending on how this game goes. But I think this nuclear generator is probably one of the worst things about this place. All right, next card. Six of spades, my second six. Someone returns to our place changed. Who are they and how are they different? Okay, this is nice and easy. Um, so I sort of picture that this is one of the former crew. 
one of the people who were here when the when the ship crashed 10 years ago went off to sort of make their own uh way and then whatever else happened happened i think they come back very wealthy i think it's one of those things they left like we got to find a source of water we got to find a source of whatever rather than relying on the ship supplies and they came back now 10 years later and they're rich they like have they're like a merchant they're like very wealthy they're like sort of they 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 just rolled sixes and they they did good you know and so they come here a decade later to revisit this thing to see it's still here and they're very rich um who are they is it the captain is it the former captain of the ship who survived is it a janitor who came back? I kind of like the idea of a captain who's just like, who, who left their post behind and came around here and has revisited this place and sort of seeing what's going on. That's kind of fun. Um, how are they different? Their clothes are different. I think they may maybe have a family. Uh, I think they have a business. I think they've discarded their responsibilities as a soldier and they've, they've come here. Um, and so, yeah, that is our, our next card. Our first 10. Thank God. I don't have to worry about timing or anything like this. This is our first 10. So after we have had a small conversation about uh, our our nuclear power and about the, the captain who has returned, I get to do a 10. So after I draw a 10, I basically get to go through a list of questions that I can go through in any order and then sort of see how I go. So the first one is, the gardens are planted, the work has been done, and now we wait. What was planted and what are we waiting for? Next is, there is a great victory that enables the inhabitants of our place to build towards a new future. What is this new future they wish for? How will they set to work on it? Or, there is a great loss, one that sets new burdens on the inhabitants of our place. How do they cope and what have they lost forever? Next. Someone important, socially, political, or emotionally, in our place dies. Who were they and how were they killed? How are they remembered after? Or, it is a resting day, in anticipation of problems just across the horizon. What is believed to be coming? How do the inhabitants of our place set these problems aside for just one day? Or, it is a resting day, in the knowledge of a secure future. What is taken as a given? And how do the inhabitants of our place spend a lazy day? So I'm torn between two. On one hand, it could be there is a great victory that enables the inhabitants of our place to build towards a new future. What is this new future they wish for? How, do, how are they set to work on it? My idea here is that the, the, the captain merchant person returns with lots of money and just like, I can just fund this. We can get to space. The other one is... Someone important, socially, political, or emotionally, in our place dies. Who were they and how were they killed? How were they remembered after? So this could be the engineer, or this could be the merchant. This could be like them fighting, one of them dies, and sort of goes with that. Um, both of which is very interesting. I think I'm going to go with someone important in our place dies, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill off this captain who comes back, gets in an argument, something bad happens, and then dies. And then the, uh, the engineer takes care of it, takes, this, takes the money, takes all this sort of things, and does whatever with it. So who were they? They were the captain turned an important merchant. How were they killed? In an argument. 
Um, how are they remembered after? They went missing. They were, they were loved. People might have said they had something to do with the ship. No one is quite sure. Mysteries are, are afoot. They disappeared. They were not found murdered. Okay, so the next stage is I'm going to roll a dice and discover how many decades pass between now and the next cycle. Uh, this can, of course, jump forwards and backwards in time. So we could potentially see, like, this could be like a weird prologue um, in which we sort of jump around. Um, or it could just take place, like, what happens to the place after the... What happens to the place after the events of this 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 attack? So let's roll and see what happens. We got five. We have 50 years. Oh god, this is so hard. Because like one thing I wanna wanna avoid is I wanna see different time periods and sort of see what happens and not be sort of stuck in one direction or another. So do I wanna go before or backwards? I think I'm gonna move backwards. I'm thinking I'm gonna have this first thing as like a prologue about like where this where the where the ship was, and then I'll jump back 50 years to uh, where it is when it was made. So let's start right at the beginning, or potentially the beginning. We go further back than this, but the idea of just like this is a place that is being built. Um, so after after doing this question. Um, we have to collectively, collectively describe the following questions. Uh, do our characters less civilization still live here? If not, who lives here now? Does anyone? So our characters don't live here. I think everyone we've seen in this scene isn't here. This is like at the shipyard as the ship itself is being constructed, like from first principles. Like this is just a bunch of engineers on a giant space station or something, just like welding things and attaching things together and stuff like that. Um, there might be like the people who named this place sort of like coming in to make sure everything is, is up to standards, but otherwise it's just a group of people who aren't here anymore. Although maybe it's interesting to have the engineer still here because like they would be 40 years from now, they would be on the ship. Also, they could be a robot. Potentially. I didn't I didn't say that. They couldn't be. So yeah, I like the idea that the engineer is still here, like sort of building it from the ground up or whatever. But yeah. Uh what does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? So the place is a skeleton of what it will will soon be. It's having things attached to it, it's having systems built into it. Um visually it's it's very different. You can sort of see the frame of it, but can't quite see it. How does it smell now? You can't smell it. It's in it's in space. The people who are building it can maybe like smell their own BO as they're like as they're welding things and just stuck in their spacesuits or something. But they can't really smell space. I think space is said to smell like rotten eggs or something, if you could smell it, because of some reason. I can't quite remember. But like that would be the only smell it has. It's like in space, no one can hear you scream. And in space, you can't really smell spaceships. How does it feel here? Uh, it probably feels hot. It probably feels uncomfortable. It probably feels stressful because you're building a warship under a deadline. At some point, they're going to move in a nuclear reactor and they, you're going to have to deal with that. So 
Yeah. And it's, it's basically a bunch of blue collar workers building a spaceship and it's bad. Um, does this place still use the same name? If not, what is it called now and who calls it that? It is still the same place. Um, it is it is the Theseus. People have have chosen that name. It was commissioned as the Theseus. That's still there. It still has all this. So let's jump forward and pick the next card. Let's see if there's going to be a 10. It's a five. It's our very first five. What are the stars like in our place? The sky, the weather. It's cold, I would say. The stars are very beautiful. Um, I think as people are working here and building this together, including the engineer, they might pause and see the stars. And it's a memory that will probably linger with them a great deal as they when they get crash landed. The sky, the weather, there is no weather. It is cold. People always like have these stories about, you know, uh, solar storms, or whatever, in various sci-fi to sort of keep it interesting. And they have like meteor belts that will destroy your ship and hard to steer, steer between. But in fact, like space is so big that it's very rare that you will see anything like that. Like people say that if you're actually in an asteroid belt or something like that, you'll be miles away from anything else you might hit. And you just kind of move without any concern. Um, so I think here, and I think there's probably like things making sure there is no weather because that would be bad with building a ship. So yeah, first five. Uh, our first two. Um, name a monument, marker, statue, or other physicalized memory that exists in our place. What does it mark? That's interesting. I love that. Because especially because like we've already seen it at Ruin. And so presumably if this was a film, we would have already seen this marker. We would have already seen this statue. I think it, it makes the most sense that if this is just like a statue of Theseus um, or a statue of the ship of Theseus, what would be more fun? I think I'll go with like the statue of Theseus. So there's like this, this old, it's like, it's like a ship, which has probably very distinct weight limits and such like that, that has a statue in the middle of it. That's probably heavy. Like again, this is a big ship that's probably won't matter in the long term, but there's just like a big metal thing of this old Greek king. I'm going to look up a picture of Theseus and see what he looks like. He just looks like a guy. He has a helmet sometimes. Other times he's just naked. So something like that. There's a statue of him wrestling with a minotaur. There's a statue of him holding the head of a minotaur. Um, I don't think he's quite earned the holding a head. So I imagine it's just, um, what if it's just like a, a, a two statues? One of which is Theseus sort of standing proudly and doing and looking cool. And the other one is a minotaur that's just like facing them. And there's just like this sort of like this, this pause before, before a big fight. Like they're facing each other. They know there's going to be a fight. Hasn't happened yet which is thematically consistent. Okay, next one. Ace. Very first ace. What are the plants like in our place? The rocks, the soil. Now, this is interesting. This is making me think that, like, my first answer could be, there is no, there is no plants here. It's in space. They're still building it. But, like, they must be growing them somewhere. Is that still a part of this ship? The idea that the plants that will be on the ship eventually will 
be grown somewhere else and that other place which could be like on a planet somewhere or like in a farm is still a part of this i like that idea uh so what are the plants like in our place they're young they're growing um i think they're probably growing faster than you would expect uh because of because of science and because of all that sort of stuff but they are nonetheless growing and uh the rocks I don't know. There's probably some rocks. I think there might be some. I don't think there's any in the statue because I feel like they would go with cool metals or whatever rather than stone. Uh, but there is soil. The soil's with the plants. So, yes, there is this spread out dis- distributed spaceship has like a ha- has a plant that is growing that we eventually put on this ship um, when it is time for it to be flown. All right. Second ace. It is time to plant the seedlings. What are the seedlings and where are they planted? What is the harvest that is hoped for? That doesn't make sense. I've already done this. <laughs> uh it is time to plant the seedlings. What are they what are the seedlings and where are they planted? What is the harvest that is hoped for? Oxygen. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back and I'm gonna do a different thing. Um part of this game is it allows us to have focus situations which I mentioned before, uh, they include tell a story, throw a party, discover something, see an omen, leave the frame, or move on. So I think I'm going to do discover something, simply because like one of the examples is uh, a water main breaks in the street. And I like the idea that we can have like a the camera look at something, which is as someone is building this ship, um, again, 50 years before it is, um, or 40 years before it breaks, we can take a moment to be like, oh, this is what will break. And it's like, this is this is the dramatic irony of like someone putting something together and they just screw it in wrong or they attach it wrong. And this is what is going wrong. Maybe there's like a look on their face like they know. Maybe they're just like, overworked and kind of frustrated and they're looking at this ship and they're looking at what is going on they're just like fuck this and and basically leave it to get damaged a little bit which is kind of fun and that's what i'm going to do instead of describing the plants because that seems more fun all right next card two it is my second two uh, what is produced in our place right now, and how does it make its way into the wider world? Is this export a physical good, knowledge, something else? I mean, what is produced in our place right now is the ship. They're producing the ship in order for it to be moved around. Um, maybe someone is like stealing copper or something, like stealing copper wiring from the walls. Um, even in this this old in old ye oldy time of fifty years past, uh, people are still stealing stuff from the ship and selling it elsewhere. Um, this could maybe build on the other person who is just like messing around with this place and who is like sabotaging it. Is also like taking stuff from this thing, putting it in their spacesuit, and then when they get out, they sell it on the black market or whatever. So even all the way back here, they're taking from the ship and making it fall apart some more. Um, so this is this is parts. This is this is the story. Nothing changes. It's been 50 years. It's still the same. And we basically follow as this occurs. All right. Now we have an eight of hearts. 
Who cares about hearts? Let's scroll down to eights. It is our first eight. What does success look like in our place? What do the inhabitants want? I think this is some bullshit like the foreman is just like, oh, well done, everybody. We're, we're, we're meeting our quota. So congratulations for all of this. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, here is, here is a free meal, which you can get in the break room. It's going to be here all day. And so people like come out their shifts at various times and find like increasingly gross food that's <laughs> just left there. This is cake that's been here all day and it's kind of gross. And they, they put like little bits of plastic over it. It's not like the Zavis freshly made ca- uh, cake. Um, what do the inhabitants wa- want? Better cake, an actual bonus for like completing the ship in time. And they're not getting that. And they're just like, no, nah, this kind of sucks. But the people who also are building the ship want to basically save money on this this particular side of things. All right, now we have our next 10. Um, so let us let us scroll down to where that is and we will see what happens. Okay, so I'm going to go uh, picking from that list of 10s that we had before and I'm going to go, it is a resting day in anticipation of problems just across the horizon. What is believed to be coming? How do the inhabitants of our place set these problems aside for just one day? Um, so what I think this is is after they have met their quota of building, I don't think they're, I don't think they're done with the ship just yet. Uh, but there is like rumors of some kind of a war happening. Like war has been declared, and as they are eating their old cake and like taking some time off to just relax and celebrate how well they're building this battleship Theseus. Um, they are like, uh-oh, <laughs> this seems bad. Um, and we might have like a cool close-up on our engineer who is like, like keeping an eye on the news, but also keeping an eye on the ship and is also like, is aware of what the future might bring and like maybe like filling out an application to be like a, a, an engineer on this ship, potentially that could be what's happening. So yeah. And now let's roll again to see what number we get. We get four. Ooh, four is cool because that's when the ship comes down. We get to jump ahead to that. So in four decades, uh, let's let's go ahead to that. Um, I like this story. It's so fun how it sort of like moves around and does these things, especially because it's the numbers that I wanted. I want to have an absolutely, I absolutely want to see how the ship went down. I want to see what's happening now. Um, all right. Do our characters slash civilizations still live here? Again, pretty much only the engineer is has been here throughout this whole story. If not, who lives here now? Does anyone? Uh, so I'm picturing like military versions of of Star Trek. I think there is like a captain in a chair who we'll meet later. Uh, I, I picture like a bridge. I'm picturing like like a big a bunch of 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 um hallways of people moving back and forth up and down these hallways messing around and there is of course the engineer who is who's working below decks who knows the ship better than everything else and probably doesn't work hands-on as much i think that there is a degree to which this is like they are in charge like again they've been here for 40 years working on this ship potentially longer depending on how how long it took to make the ship and so they're directing crews and they're filling out paperwork and they're doing all this kind of stuff. 
um, and so there's like fleets of people. There's like the most amount of people there will be. Um, what does this place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? Uh, physically, I think the place looks, again, more complete than it did in the skeleton days of when the ship was being pulled together. It is probably tidier than it has ever looked. I think it doesn't have plants growing around. It isn't like being being scrapped for parts or anything like that. Um, but I think it's still dirty. I think there's like scuff marks on the floor. There's like graffiti here and there that people are like cleaning up. And like people are trying to keep it look looking tidy or whatever. But it's still like it's a place where people work and people live. And so that will sort of change as it goes on. Um, has anything visually changed? I think the statue that I mentioned before, um, I think they've removed the Minotaur. I think they just have Theseus now. And it's like a thing where someone was politically like, it's not good to have this thing. And it's like bad luck to have this thing. So they might've removed it or like placed a tarp over it or something like that. How does it smell now? I think it smells like more generalized body odor. Um, like people running back and forth doing these things. People might clean it. There might be like the smell of like disinfectant and soap. Uh, there might be like some very cheap air fresheners or something keeping it sort of fresh. Uh, it might occasionally just like have the smell in like some places of like roses or like plants or like things that grow naturally as that sort of like pulled in from the arboretum or whatever. Um, how does it feel here? Um, I think it feels more stressful than any of the other times. Um, I think it is, it is war times. There is like the risk of like, you know, this place being blasted open, could be like missing areas. I think there might even be like sections of the ship that are closed off because there was an explosion in the hull. And so that bit was lost. And if they open that up, there'll be depressurization and stuff like that. Um, so it is, it is right in the middle of war. It is dangerous and all the rest of it. Um, it also doesn't function very well because people have been stealing parts from it. 40 years ago or whatever um does this place still use the same name yes it is still the theseus um if not what is it called now and who calls it now uh who calls it that i'm not going to answer that because it's still the theseus um and let's draw a new card okay i got an eight this will be our second eight um the news is dramatic and the tension is high what is the news how is this reaction physicalized in space? Very funny, that last sentence. It is <laughs> physicalized in space because we're in space. Um, so I think what this is, is it something to do with the upcoming battle? I think there's kind of uh, some kind of victory that has occurred. Uh, like a, a great, like the Death Star has been blown up. Something like this has happened. It is, it is great. There's been a great military victory, and while while morale has been very low, this is like a great point. And so what is happening is they are told, all right, we've won a great victory. It's now just time for the Theseus to come and tidy up what remains. So I think that's the news. How is this reaction physicalized in space? Uh, I think this is just like celebrations. I think this is extra rations. I think in the 40 years since, like people have been like, all right, we can't just give people like cake and expect that to be enough. Now we have to like give them good stuff to make them feel good. And so like parties are thrown, things like this happens more, bonuses are given out, blah, 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 blah. The soldiers are sort of like cheered up as this sort of occurs. <laughs> and I draw a 10. Uh, <laughs> so 
I'm going to hold on to that 10. I'm going to cheat again, and I'm going to draw some more cards. But I have that card, and I can play it any time. Um, I think in the actual game, it encourages you to just have, like, uh, a bunch of cards in your hand rather than drawing them randomly like I am now. And so I'm going to keep drawing, and then whenever I want to, I can jump over to the 10. But it feels too early to jump over to the 10 now, which will be, I think, our final 10. Well, I get the second to last 10, because the last 10 will be the end of the game. So let's draw another card. I got another eight. Uh, someone, or a group of people, comes to our place. Who are they, and why have they come? Do they bring anything with them? So I think this sort of ties into the, uh, uh, the, the positive morale aspect of things, where it is essentially like, we got more replacements. We got more crew that can sort of come in and can help out. We've got like, with this victory, we can sort of like, t like get people away from this other fight and come onto this ship. And so like a group of more people get packed into the ship that we know, we know is going to crash very shortly. But they are currently here and they are here to fight on this particular battle. And that is positive. Um, do they bring anything with them? Yes, they bring supplies, they bring fun experiences, they just bring a whole new energy with them. And they're just like, hell yeah, things are great, people are excited to have it, while also having that kind of the fun animosity between, between cruise ships and stuff like that. Um, so, so we have more people on this ship, which is good. Okay, I got a three. It's our very first three. What do people listen to and perform here? What is considered the folk art? Um, I like the idea. So initially, I was just like, they just watch television and they just watch movies and they do all that kind of thing. And that's not as fun. Like, I can see that realistically in sort of like a military sci-fi setting. But then I thought, like, what if they have music? What if that's like, what if that's what they do here? And the idea of just like a, like, like a bunch of other people either like died or got reassigned who were like part of the band. And so only like a, a, uh, a, um, a trumpet player or something remains. And then these people come and like, let's do a band. And so they just begin like performing like brass instruments and do all this kind of thing. And so in the middle of this, this, this military, you know, Star Trek ship, there's just like this, this band that goes out. And I think they have like some sort of like loose performance that people are just like jazzed to have. And it's just like, oh, hell yeah, we get to like, we get to dance, we get to do all these things, we get to have some music. And that's really nice. And so they begin to have like, like cool little, little folk music sort of happening here. Um, I think beyond that, I think there's like people who draw on walls and people who already begin to like graffiti and do this kind of thing. Like I'm thinking back to like like Clone Wars and various Star Wars things where like the 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 clone soldiers have like their own individual sort of markings on the uniform. Um and I think just because the war has been going on for a while that this has been sort of permitted to sort of like oh this is who you are. This is how you identify yourself rather than being like oh you must be clean and perfect. Like this is a ship that's been out here for a while. So, let's focus on that. Um and the next card. We got our final eight. Our very last eight. The future feels unsure, and the talk of our place has turned to preparation. What preparations are being taken, and for what? 
Uh, so I think like as as these this music is being played and as people are like like dancing and doing all this kind of thing, there might be a thing with the the engineering core or whatever who are basically like making sure everything is is okay, making sure like escape ships are still working and whatever, and like our engineer is 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 making sure people are are taking cares taking care of if something goes wrong. Like news is good, but our engineer has been here for a while and has been like stuff has gone wrong. Uh so preparations are just making sure everything to get people off the ship works well. Everything like any of the major like issues with the ship are being like taken care of. Just in case something bad does happen, they don't lose the whole ship. They don't get people trapped on board. This is just the engineer being careful. And I think eventually this will lead to everyone leaving the ship successfully, leaving the engineer behind. Okay, five. Our second five. Uh, what secrets are kept in our place? Why are they being kept? By whom and from whom? Something about the captain. What's happening here? I like the idea that the captain is like selling out or something. Like the captain is like has been fighting for a while is probably like has been here the longest apart from the the engineer and um as they're moving towards this end goal is like happy that everyone's like cheerful and and ready to fight and do all this sort of things but they know that what they're going towards is doomed they know that this fight is going to be bad so they are basically keeping a, a positive face as they move towards this 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 terrible last battle That'll like mess with everything, and why are they being? Why are they kept? Because they have to keep people's mood up. They have to like keep with the war. They have to keep with all this. Uh, by who and from whom? Um, so I think the captain's involved. There might be like some other people. Uh, is the engineer? Yeah, the engineer must know because the engineer is like making preparations. Do, do they? Do they just do that themselves? Uh... Maybe, no, the engineer is being paranoid and the engineer isn't really sure of what's happening, but are just like, oh, maybe this isn't so good. And then the captain knows what's going forward. So there might be like a few officers and this kind of thing. Um, and they're all like sitting there drinking their sherries or whatever as they prepare for like this fight. And they all like make their own preparations for evacuation and for all the rest of it. And for making sure they can get through this as securely as possible and probably go down as quickly as possible just to sort of like spare the crew. Um, and it's bleak, but it's something. And the Theseus will continue. Um, and they cheers and they drink and they look out at the, at the, the, the empty space before them. Okay, I got a seven. Which is our first seven. What is the most beautiful thing in and about our place? My first thought is, okay, it could be the stars. My second second thought was, what if it's a nuclear reactor? What if it's plants? What if it's what if it's people? What if it's what are the connective tissues between those things? Energy? Life? I think it's the energy. Just to keep it nice and vague. I think this game sort of encourages you to have fun metaphorical interpretations and stuff like that. So I think it is it is just the atmosphere of just like people are playing music, people are just like charged, they're happy about the victory, 
there are people who are looking at the the nuclear generator and seeing it keeping on going and just being like this is amazing this is a beautiful feat of technology this might be the engineer looking at it uh it could be the movement forward the fact that they're doing stuff the fact that they're not waiting for some kind of fight they're progressing the war is continuing the fact that preparations are being made the fact that there's like plans that are coming forward you know there's 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 energy and people are feeling it and people like are feeling the inertia of of the universe the the positive inertia in that when things are moving they will keep on moving and they're currently moving and they're not stopped and that is the most beautiful thing about this place um again i still have this 10 that i can play at any time but i want to have something that is just like here is a war and i'm going to react to it that way i got a nine what do people eat and drink here what is considered traditional so i mentioned before the idea of like people drinking or something and i like the idea of having like a rum ration or something going back to like old naval days where people used to have that kind of thing and besides that like food is very like oh here is your space food here is the space chocolate the the astronaut chocolate and here is here is your stuff that could be eaten in space i don't know if there's no gravity i like the idea of there being no gravity but i also like the idea of people walking around i want to have it no gravity and so they have like space food in that way and so people have various things out of packages but they also have their rum rations which is like going back years and it's like celebration and also like acknowledgement that being on a ship sucks and it's really bad and so drinking is encouraged for that reason that it makes it easier for people and so that is what they eat and drink here even though they might occasionally have treats which are probably still bad but it's just like oh my god rehydrated uh nachos that's amazing this is this is terrific even though like we have it be like this is terrible um but yeah one more card this is the this is the nine which is our second nine uh someone or, or a group leaves our place who are they and where are they going what do they take with them and what do they leave behind um is this it I think this is it. I think this is basically the day before they arrive at the battle or something, or like while they arrive at the battle and like things are going off and, and things are being blasted. The captain looks at the assorted crew, the sort of like officers and stuff like that, and is like, all right, time to go. Time to abandon ship. Time to steer this ship into whatever is going to happen and time to get out safely. Um, so who are they? They are the officers. Where are they going? To this planet to evacuate and try and see what happens next. Uh, what do they take with them and what do they leave behind? I think they have like the the emergency landing stuff, which is like gold, because it's like currency everywhere. They have like food, they have water, they have whatever travel supplies. Like one of those really weird old like like uh emergency kits they used to have in World War II. We just had like just bizarre things in it um and they just packed it all up uh and while people are fighting or whatever they go to the emergency um the evacuation ships and then just get in them and depart and they're gone and 
they go off to the planet and it takes people a while to realize there is no captain. There are no officers and anything like this. And this battle is much worse than it seems. And that's that. And then I'm going to do a 10. I'm going to take my 10. I'm going to place it down. And I'm going to decide what happens now. Okay. So I'm going to, my, my 10, the one I'm going to pick is the gardens in quotation marks are planted. The work has been done. And now we wait. What was planted and what, what, what are we waiting for? So I think this is, this is going back to the sabotage thing, but this is also like, we're going to damage the ship. Like this is before the officers left, they went in, they took out a very, a bunch of very vital things. They like, like they again looted the ship of various important things that shouldn't fall into the hands of the enemy and uh they basically sabotage the ship so it would basically fall to the to the planet and crash and hopefully everyone will survive and all the rest of it unlikely that they will and they stole all that and they stole what they needed they put it onto the 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 escape pods and they went to the planet and so what was planted and what are we waiting for? Uh, the ship begins to just like sirens begin to blare. Things are missing. Sabotage has been noticed. And people are like, oh, what is happening? What is what is going on? And they're waiting for something to hit the ship. They're waiting for the last thing to happen that will send them plummeting from space. And it is bad. And that's the last we see of the crew before I roll my next little thing. Wow, six. So this is five decades after the initial scene of, of the, the, the destroyed ship and the engineer trying to fix it and the thing running and, and the murder of the initial captain who stole a bunch of things, got rich, and then came back to the ship. And if the ship got up and running really quickly... This will be like the longest time it has been in the sky because the first one was only like four decades and then it went down. Then it was down for a decade and now it's been up for five. So let us jump over to that. Um, do our characters slash civilization still live here? If not, who lives here now? Does anyone? That's a good question. What the hell is happening with this ship? Uh. So the engineer is still here. The engineer has been here since the very start and will continue to be here. I like the idea of like the engineer being a part of the ship now. That could be kind of interesting. I like the idea of them repairing the like building the 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 plants and stuff into the ship and like pulling things together, probably losing a lot of parts of the ship to sort of keep it flying. I think a lot of the scavengers might have been convinced to work here now, so they are who lives here now. Not quite sure why. Let's figure that out. Um, what does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell now? How does it feel here? Um, it is run down. It has been it has been 50 years since we saw it last. Uh plants everywhere. I think it has new parts. I think it has old parts all like intermingled with that. It's just like whatever scrap the engineer was able to get hold of. And then in the 50 years since has been just replacing it and changing things and whatever. And how does it smell now? 
I think it's much more floral. I think I like the idea that the 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 there's a lot more plants so people can breathe easier. It smells nicer. It probably also has like some some rotting plant smells occasionally that people just have to tidy up. Um, how does it feel here? I feel I think it feels more cramped than it has previously, um, as they just like try and stick everything into a smaller space. And yeah, they just sort of move through it like this into this like it's a much smaller ship than it has ever been before. Um, does the place still use the same name? If not, what is it called now and who calls it that? So I had a thought that I could call it the Minotaur now. I'm not sure how I feel about that versus calling it the Theseus. Um, I think the engineer would still call it the Theseus though, because it's it's always the Theseus. It's been like that since it was built. And even though it was like the idea of this, you know, Athenian king slaughtering the terrible Minotaur or whatever, uh, during the first first crashed time that we saw the engineer the engineer was still calling it the theseus all right let's draw our first card and seeing see what's happened on this weird ship with the descendants of a bunch of scrappers and stuff like that um and the money stolen from a escaped captain dude all right we got a three i think it's our second three uh what do people in our place argue about for fun whether at the bar, in the square, or in other social spaces. What are the social spaces? I'm imagining that there used to be like a cafeteria, and now it's a bar, or like now it is a a mess hall or something like this, and it's like very run down. Maybe there's like a full on kitchen, like maybe it's a restaurant now, um, and so they're just sitting around eating their food, and someone like cooks like some really good food. What do they argue about in this nice location now that I've set up a location? I think they argue about what they'll find. I think it's like they're in this ship. They are, again, they thought it would never, they will never leave the planet. And now it has. And now that it's in space and they've been traveling for 50 years going around, they're asking like, what are they going to find at their destination? And I like the idea that they're like, very slowly, like whatever warp drive or whatever has been broken. And so they're basically moving back to some place. Like the the captain, who is who is the former engineer, is like going towards this place and is potentially like going back to the shipyard or going back to something like that just to see what remains of that weird empire in the in the war they fought. And people argue about like whether it's still there, whether it's going to be they're going to arrive and it's going to be a big old war. Or whether it's just going to be like wasteland, and you know, people argue about that. And I think they're very confident. I think they have enough resources and stuff that they could put up some kind of a fight, or some kind of like they can outrun things, or they can just be overlooked. But that's what it is. I'm imagining this has become a pirate ship in some fun way. Um, so yeah, that's threes, and I got another ten. So I'm gonna just ignore that again. My final ten, I can play it whenever I want. All right. I got a six of diamonds. Uh, this is the third six. Something small but noticeable is destroyed. What was it and who or what destroyed it? Something small but noticeable is destroyed. I don't have any ideas for that. I'm going to throw a party. <laughs> uh, so this is a focused situation. Uh, I'm going to do... 
throwing a party, which is the player describes the situation of the party. A birthday, a ball, a festival in the street, the spring when the flowers all bloom, and every player picks or invents a character or a thing that it ends. Roleplay or narrate as these characters uh, chatting idly, dancing, having cake, or merely existing in splendor. <clears throat> Topics of the larger story or situation may come up in these conversations, but do not act on the big things in any tangible way at the party. They are just a topic of gossip for, the, for a very good day. So this is going to be difficult for me as a solo player, uh, but I'm going to say this is like building off the last scene. Uh, this is the birthday of the ship. The engineer sort of has marked it on the calendar and they've celebrated every day for the last 50 years or whatever. Um, and people aren't sure of the day. People aren't sure if this is the day that the ship launched from, from the planet for the first time or the day that the ship was made and was set off. And I think there might be a thing where the engineer doesn't even know. Um, but yeah, so the engineer's here. I think that... Oh, the captain is here, sorry, who is formerly the engineer. Um, I think that the current engineer is there, who is, who is maybe like a youngster who has been trained by... Uh, like a parent or a grandparent who was one of the first people who started like scrapping the ship and stuff. Um, I think that there is, I think like a signaler would also be really cool. Like this is a person who is just like really good at organizing communication and picking up like radio signals back on the planet or like on this ship and has basically changed to be like, okay, I'm going to make sure this works really good along the ship. I want to make sure we have an intercom system that works I'm going to do all of that. Um, and so they are here and then maybe like sorting out some kind of like, um, like audio setup for like a, for a band. And I think there's a band. I think there's just a band of people who are just here like playing like electric guitars and also trumpets and also like a bunch of other weird things as, as like this sort of happens. And so that maybe the captain sits there for a moment and just like, sort of notices as like a, a song they knew from long ago is being played again. Um, there is dancing, which which might not have happened previously. I think like the one on the, the ship ages and ages ago, I think that was more or less a, uh, that was like people sitting down and, and as an audience and like clapping and cheering, but there wasn't dancing. And now there is dancing. Now there are people like dancing to this song. I think it might be more upbeat than it used to be on those old like sort of songs but like somehow the songs have continued even though the crew has changed and all the rest of it sort of changed and that sort of continued um the food is good uh i think that i mentioned the kitchen before i think it makes really good food i don't think it's cake uh i think it's just like really nice like you know grilled chicken or like really nice vegetables and stuff like that um nice nachos uh, and, and people are talking and people like are, are, you know, having the arguments about like, oh, we'll, we'll come in and we'll be welcomed like heroes as we bring their ship back. And I'll be like, no, they're going to blow us up. Are you kidding? And nobody's quite sure what's going to happen, but it's a really nice time. It's a sort of a positive time and people are celebrating the, the ship and people are telling stories about what's happened. And then the engineer who has been here since it, since it started right at the beginning, is stays silent and just sort of listens and hears the stories that get told and sort of says, all right, okay, that's a good story, but doesn't tell their own stories. 
All right, next card. Nine. This is our third nine. There is planning going into a celebration. Is it a festival, a holiday, or a remembrance? What is it celebrating? I can't do this. <laughs> I just did this. Uh, this is similar to... Um, I played a game previously. I can't remember what it was, but a previous one of these solo games also went into this. It was predicting what I was trying to do ahead of time, and it was just like so much fun to sort of see that. I think it was Anomaly Containment Breach when I played that. And so that's really fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back. I'm gonna jump back over to I'm gonna jump back over to fo focus situations and I'm gonna figure out what to do. So one of the options here is tell a story, which is the player adopts or invents a storytelling character in-game. Briefly describe them, the name, what they sound like, they may be an old bard, an entertainer on TV, a parent with a bedtime book, or something more abstract, like a bird cawing at the morning. I don't want to go with that, because there are a bunch of stories that I could probably go back and tell about the history of the ship in the last 50 years or whatever, but I'm not going to do that. I think I'm going to go back to an old tried and true little thing and I'm going to discover something. So once again, this is discover something. This is a chance to name a fact that enters the world whole cloth. Maybe a teenager unearths some strange old artifact or a chemist synthesizes a new periodic element or a water main breaks in the street. Do not add details to past events. This is a discovery that is happening right now. Narrate what was discovered and why it was important. So I think what this is is they detect a ship. I think like as as the music is being played, whatever, a something comes over the intercom, the person who was in charge of the comms is just like, oh, we're picking up something. Um, and it is it is it is conversation from another ship. And it's probably like the first ship they've found in a while, and it is something from this empire or whatever, whatever build Theseus. And they're just like, oh, that's happening. We're coming across this. They 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 discover this and they have a direction of where to go and what what to do and like they aren't sure if they should talk to it or stay quiet or whatever. Again, they're not really sure what to do with this ship, but they're just like, we're getting close to the space. We're getting close to the thing we're going for here. That's interesting, and that's what they discover. Uh, that is what they discovered. Why is it important? It is what they're looking for. It is what they're traveling towards. And even though all these people have you know, like hundreds of people or, or dozens of people have dozens of things they would like to do with whatever the civilization is, whatever this empire is. We don't know. So they're moving towards it. I'm going to draw the next card. I got another nine. So this is my final nine. New information about a past event is uncovered, casting in a dramatically different light. What was found and how has, how has it changed how the past is perceived? Oh God, which event? So we have two that comes to mind. One, the murder of the captain, the previous captain. Two, the 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 abandonment of the ship. Three, another one, the war and what happened with the war. So I think this might be like they pick up the signal and they begin to figure out what's happening. Like I think they go to meet with the old empire that built the ship and only to find that that side is is gone or has been beaten or conquered or something like that and they're just like oh we lost 
we lost that battle. We lost that war. It's not there anymore. The people we're fighting, or we want to like blow up and get revenge against, they're gone. They've been gone for like 50 or 60 years. And I guess the engineer finds that out. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing now? Am I just going up to the ship that is filled with the people who destroyed our ship and sent it down to the ground? Well, some of the people who like helped with that, they were just like, oh, that was the last fight. That's what's going on. Who are we up against now? What are we doing? Are we friendly? Are we enemies? Like the, the whole thing about they weren't sure how the previous empire was going to come across them. They're just like, that's even more exacerbated because it's just like we were up against a completely different side. What's happening now? So yeah, that's what's happening with that. Draw another card. Sevens. Uh, this is our first seven. That's kind of fun. No, second seven. It asked me what's the most beautiful thing in this place. And I've already answered that. So let's go to there. Um, invent a specific street, building, corner, overlook, or meeting place. What is it called officially, and what do the locals call it? Um, I like the idea that this is the bridge, and it's now just like the cockpit? No. I like the idea that it's like the officer's lounge or something like that, and it has changed to like the community gathering place. Like, this is the, the typical, like, oh, down with the old powers, in with the, the new community stuff. And, like, everyone sort of gathers together and, and meets in the old officer's place where the, the, the former captain and all the rest of it, like, talked about abandoning the ship and about, like, what was going to happen. And now everyone's here, like, what do we do? Like, what is happening here? And there's, like, a whiteboard or something, like, on the wall, and they, like, draw diagrams of, like, what, what the plan could be. And they discuss, and I don't think there's like an official idea of what they should do. And everyone's just like, we, the engineer is the only one who's, who's dealing with this, and the engineer is asking us what we want to do. I have no idea. So yeah, that's I've answered what is it called officially, and what do the locals call it? So, draw another card. Four. This is our first four, I think? Uh, what is the primary building or natural element of our place? I don't care. <laughs> Let's jump back. Uh, uh, so I'm going to jump over to focus situations and I'm going to see an omen, which is here the player may gesture at a future possibility. An omen may be the classic type, a comet or a spell gone awry, or something that points at the material of the world. A hungry animal in from the f a famine in the countryside or an heir to the throne that sickens ahead of a coup. This is a chance to set things in motion. The player narrates what is seen, by who, and how it is perceived by those who hear, that hear the news. Um, so I think this is like following the discussion in the officer's lounge or whatever. What happens is the, the, the statue of Theseus falls over and smashes. And people are like, oh no, this could be bad. Like, some people might take it as, like, oh, we're doomed. The ship is going to be destroyed. The ship is going to collapse and, and be smashed. Other people are like, oh, it's a symbol of the former civilization falling apart. And so now we just have a blank slate where we can put, like, we have a, a blank pedestal where we can put whatever we want on it. And I think the engineer is just like, do we have to change the name? Is that what we do? Do we change that and we're just good? Is that what has to happen? And I don't know. 
that's going to be my thing for this situation. Draw another card and seeing where that takes us. Uh, an ace, which is our third ace. <laughs> third ace. The harvest day has arrived. What is being harvested and for what purpose? And how is it being stored? Huh. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's a good ending. Uh, I think that the, the ship goes towards the space of the enemy or whatever and is stopped. And I think they might like call them down to like go to this space station, a dedicated space station, where they'll be processed and they'll be investigated as they try and figure out what happens and what they're going to do. Uh, so what is being harvested? The ship. The Theseus, which might have changed its name, who knows? For what purpose? To figure out what to do with these people, and how is it being stored? I think it just gets put to one side as they empty out the ship, examine its contents, and figure out what comes next. So now I'm going to play the 10, and we're going to end this game. Uh, ending the game. When the fourth 10 card is drawn, the game is over. No matter the number of cards left in the pile, or the stories that are in motion. Our window has fogged and the clarity of vision we had into our place is lost to us. It may feel sudden, but in truth there is never a clean exit. Places go on forever, building narrative by their mere existence. However, just because we cannot know for certain what takes place after the winter of our game does not mean we cannot make some conjectures. After all, this is a game about long traces over time. By watching our place with such attention, maybe we could have learned to predict what could come to pass. As a group, without cards, decide on the following. What happens tomorrow in our place? Who wakes up? Does anyone? What do they see? And what is the feeling they get from the world? I think tomorrow is just empty. The ship has been evacuated. There are some plants. What do they see? They see the stars. They see the, the places they've always known. And I think they have a feeling that things will go on much as they always have. They will continue, like the legends say, and they will just keep on going, even if there's no people remaining. And that's what happened. Because there's no people on this ship anymore. They've been taken off. Who knows what happened to them? So yeah, that was uh, The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin. Um, it is a game I like a lot. This is my very first time playing it, um, and it's great. Uh, it is it is probably much more fun with with friends, but I, at the same time, man, that was a fun story. I enjoyed telling that. So you can currently get this game on uh, itch.io. It is uh, available for five USD, um, and you can also get it in a bunch of other bundles. Like I, for instance, was able to get it from the indie bundle for abortion funds. I recommend checking that out and a bunch of other games by Everest Pipkin. Um, there is the world ending game, which I've heard good things about, even though I haven't had a chance to 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 check it out myself. And yeah, so so be sure to check that out um, and uh, follow Everest on uh, Twitter at Everest Pepkin and I think probably on co-host in a couple of places. Um, I'll just quickly find that uh, co-host at Everest and a bunch of other places. They if you go to their Twitter, they have a bunch of links and so forth. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Um, but yeah, as, as, as a final closing up, I do want to give a couple of shout outs because there's been a bunch of things I was going to shout out in the regular episode, but 
we had to change that because of Cole. I hope you're doing well, Cole. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 been a few things that have been brought to my attention. Uh, so there are two competing bundles currently happening right now, uh, pitting off sci-fi versus fantasy games. Um, I'll provide a link in the show notes. And 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 I have a game, as you could probably guess, in the sci-fi bundle. I have um, Apocalypse Road Trip in there. And and I'm not saying that you should vote for the sci-fi bundle, but I did just do a big long episode about a sci-fi thing, <laughs> so you should check that out. Uh, but there's also a fantasy bundle that you can also check out with a bunch of really good games in it. Uh, you basically get uh, 55 games in the sci-fi bundle and 57 games in the fantasy bundle, um, and you can buy either for 25 bucks and cast your vote. And so be sure to check those games out. There's a lot of really good games in there. It's incredible value for money. And and yeah, so be sure to check that one out. The other thing I want to shout out is the awards, which is a uh, uh, a, a tabletop RPG award show, which focuses on uh, sort of more more indie games and less the whole any's the big, the huge, big tabletop RPGs that exist in the world. And I checked out their their list from last year and uh, has a bunch of really good games in it. Um, it was really fun to see like a bunch of kind of smaller games, the kind of games that that um, Inside the Table likes focusing on, um, getting shout outs. And there's a bunch of games that are like, hmm, I'll probably check that one out. Uh, so they're currently looking for designers to, to submit uh, up to three of their own games and, you know, get some recognition there. Uh, and are also looking for people who... I want to be judges and want to basically go through and read like read through a bunch of games and and give give submissions. So um, a lot of information can be found at theawards.games, or you can go to at gigantic underscore spider uh, to check out social media stuff there. That is the person who is running it to find out more information. So those are my two shout outs for this particular fortnight. And yeah. Uh, I was Molly. You can follow me at minor underscore Lenahan and my pronouns are he, him. Uh, you can follow this this podcast on Twitter at Inside the Table and on co-host at Inside the Table. Uh, be sure to review on Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for an easy link for all that, it is at uh, linktr.ee slash Inside the Table. Nice and easy. A lot of links there. Um, and feel free to send in any questions. Uh, to inside the table at gmail.com. We'll respond to that live on the show. And if you enjoyed this podcast, recommend it to a total stranger. Usually I come with, with someone else to recommend it to, but um, I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast before, you will notice that I primarily throw it to Cole to come up with some kind of final thing. And today, after recording by myself for two hours, I can't think of anything to say. <laughs> recommended to a spaceship i don't know um and every day is five star friday here at inside the table if there's a game you like go out and give it a five star rating uh for instance uh, everest pipkins the ground itself is a really good game so yeah without any further ado goodbye see ya farewell goodbye Hello, everybody, post-outro. How's it going? Glad to see you're still listening. What's been happening? I do just want to say that one of the big inspirations for this particular episode was watching, uh, in its entirety, uh, Ghost in the Shell for the very first time.
Um, so that's why I started thinking about the ship of Theseus and stuff like that, because it's it's really good. And Ghost in the Shell, I will shout out, is pretty good. It's it's one of these things that I saw when I was a kid, and I was like, oh wow, there's a lot of nudity in this. Why is it? Why is everyone nude? It's it, specifically the anime. I will just say. And um, it was very fun to watch it now after, like, again, seeing the opening and then falling asleep as a little kid and also watching a bunch of Standalone Protocol, which is the TV show that span off of it and seeing that this is like it's very focused on just this one story. And it was really good. And it's really cool to sort of see how that story approaches memory, how it approaches change and how it approaches like cybernetics and body stuff and that was really good um i did find i will just say that i wanted to see more of the case stuff like it basically goes through like a bunch of like individual like fun like mysteries and 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 cyberpunk cases and just like oh what is happening who is this puppet master that's behind it all whoa and then uh uh standalone complex which is the the anime tv series that i was watching just has like basically a episode a week of just focusing on those kind of cases and investigating those and i like that that was really cool and standalone complex takes its time more than just this movie and so i probably have to go back and rewatch it but i think i really like that part of it the original ghost of the shell movie feels a little rushed but also i really liked it so yeah that's just a quiet little little inspiration shout out as as we close a secret thing for all the secret listeners uh what's been inspiring you lately right in inside the table at gmail.com all right i'm out